Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, Leviticus chapter number 20, Leviticus chapter number 20. Uh, when we're going through Leviticus, uh, anytime we preach a message, we're actually preaching two messages. Um, we're not just preaching the message from the text, we're also preaching a message that we believe in the whole counsel of God. Uh, not just preaching the message of the text, but we're preaching the Bible is our final authority for all things. And it's uh, every word, every word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by uh, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. And so uh, Leviticus 20 is a part of that. Uh, and so let's jump in in verse number 1. Uh, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Again, thou shalt say to the children of Israel, Whosoever he be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn in Israel, that giveth any of his seed to Moloch. Now circle that in your mind, that phrase. That, that giveth any of his seed to Moloch. Now, we saw last chapter uh, the Ten Commandments spread throughout, and then we saw how um, our holiness, our holiness starts in the heart starts in the heart, and then uh, next the neighbors, and then um, uh, first in the family, next the neighbors, and then uh, through our communities. Uh, and so uh, now it's going to dial in, not just does, does holiness start in the heart, uh, it should first play out in the home. And so uh, where it was talking about the Ten Commandments, um, and, and we're going to see a little bit of that also a little later on in the chapter, and it goes back to almost chapter 18 where it talks about uh, adultery and uh, bestiality, incest, and all of that's in there. Uh, but uh, the one that it really highlights, and the one I want to spend time on, is uh, that first part uh, of uh, idolatry. Look at it. Uh, that giveth any of his seed to Moloch, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. Verse 3. And I will set my face against that man, will cut him off from among the people, because he hath, here it is again, given uh, of his seed unto Moloch to defile my sanctuary and to profane my holy name. And to the people of the land do in any wise hide their eyes from the man when he, here it is again, three times uh, in the first four verses, uh, when he giveth of his seed unto Moloch, uh, and kill him not, then I will set my face against that man and against his family and will cut him off. And uh, all that go a-whoring after him to commit whoredom with Moloch from among their people. Uh, don't offer your seed, don't offer your kids. And, and by the way, uh, a lot of times, we talk briefly in the Q&A, if you remember, about uh, cremation or should you not do cremation, and does the Bible forbid that? Uh, this is typically, these type passages here uh, are typically the proof text for not doing it. And I'm for uh, either way uh, what your preference is. I'm for that. Uh, but I don't think that you can use this as a, as a uh, pass through the fire. Don't let your kids pass through the fire. Don't let your kids pass through the fire. Uh, because it's not talking so much about a cremated body after it dies uh, as much as it's talking about idolatry and worshiping idols by burning your firstborn, by killing your kids. Uh, it's talking about, okay, uh, the worship of Moloch, that false god. It was an Ammonite god. It was the god of prosperity. Uh, and what they would do, it was a little five-foot kind of a Buddha-looking uh, type of a statue that they would uh, worship. And of course, it's uh, already breaking the first two, first couple 
uh, no other gods before me, don't make any graven images, don't bow down to them and serve them. Okay, first, uh, first, first three or so, two or three uh, or so. And uh, so they make a graven image, and, and it's like a Buddha-looking uh, big belly, but that belly is hollow. Uh, and they build a fire inside of that, that hollowed-out belly, uh, and they would uh, light it and let it rage until that, that idol made of metal uh, would burn to incandescence. It would almost be glowing. Uh, and then they would take their kids. They would take their kids and place their firstborn uh, son, firstborn uh, child, uh, into that fire uh, that's, that's burning. And to drown out the screams and the yells, uh, they would have drummers in the background and drumming, trying to, trying to uh, drown out. And again, uh, they thought that if they did that, uh, it would guarantee them prosperity. If they did that, uh, sacrificing their kids uh, on the idol uh, of prosperity, that's what it's talking about uh, here. And so, put down number one, if you will. Notice first the problem. The problem. Killing your kids in order to increase your cash. Uh, sacrificing your kids on the altar uh, of prosperity, that false god, that false worship, demanded that offering uh, of their firstborn, uh, seemingly at times even other kids, but uh, again, verse 2, uh, it says, Thou shalt say to children of Israel, uh, Whosoever the children of Israel, strangers, that giveth any of his seed unto Moloch. Uh, and the problem's obviously idolatry. Uh, the result is obviously horrific. You're killing your kids. Uh, you're killing your kids. You're burning your firstborn. Uh, Exodus 23, no other gods before me. Exodus 23, don't make any graven images. And then verse 5, uh, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. And here, uh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children uh, unto the third, fourth generation of them that hate me. Uh, and it's uh, striking to me. I was going to say interesting to me. It is, uh, it is horrific to me. It's striking to me that that God in the Ten Commandments says, I'm going to visit that iniquity upon your kids. Visit that iniquity upon your kids. And we know that does happen. Uh, we know that our kids are prone to follow in the footsteps uh, of mom and dad. We get that. Uh, but I also get that here in chapter 20, boy, they're killing their kids. They're killing their kids. Uh, they're absolutely sacrificing uh, their kids on that altar uh, of prosperity, and the thought came, uh, which is worse, which is first? Which is worse, which is first? Uh, committing idolatry, uh, uh, top ten, uh, top uh, couple. Uh, committing idolatry or killing your kids, and I think that our, uh, our social sensitivity would say, well, they're killing the kids, killing the kids, and, uh, but I, I, I do think that the two go hand in hand. The two go hand in hand. Uh, there's almost always, when you're uh, uh, offering to that God of prosperity, uh, worshiping a false god, thou shalt have no other gods before me, uh, offering your firstborn, uh, we should train up our, our, our children in the way of the Lord, the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, and of course, the older women are to teach the younger to love their kids, to love their kids. Uh, and so which is worse? Well, I think they both are. Uh, which is first? I, I think the two are absolutely tied together uh, as we put anything above God at the same time we're sacrificing uh, our kids. And by the way, 
Uh, almost all of the false gods of the Old Testament uh, demanded that kind of a sacrifice. The God of Tophet, the God of Baal, the God of Moloch, the God of Mammon. Uh, almost all of them uh, uh, demanded uh, that sacrifice, that sacrifice, that sacrifice. Uh, even more recently, um, uh, where uh, families would throw their kids to the alligators, the Nile River, the Nile River, sacrificing that, that idolatry, that idolatrous uh, worship, false god, killing their kids, uh, or uh, on a Pacific island, uh, uh, throwing their kids into a, a, a volcano to appease, to appease. Uh, the two almost go hand in hand. Uh, anytime you're worshiping idols, putting anything ahead of God, uh, at the same time you're also killing your kids, you're also doing damage to them. Uh, and by the way, uh, before someone says, well, uh, pastor, that's not practical for today, that's not practical for today, uh, I would say it's happening as much today, uh, it happens as often today as it ever did uh, back then. I think it happens as much today where we're uh, burning our kids, we're burning our firstborn, we're putting our kids on the back burner. Oh yes, uh, we may not physically put them into that, that burning, fiery, uh, 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 Buddha-looking, uh, a false god, uh, but anytime we put anything ahead of God, Colossians 3.5, especially when it comes to finances, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Uh, Ephesians 5.5, 5, For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor uh, unclean person, nor covetous man, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ uh, and of God. And of course we know it's idolatry because uh, you can't serve God and mammon. We get that, right? Matthew chapter, uh, is it chapter 6 or is it chapter, I think it's chapter 6, where it says, uh, no man can serve two masters, either he'll hate the one, love the other, cleave to the one, despise the other. Uh, you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God uh, and money. Uh, and, and when you put money ahead of God, money above all else, well, at the same time, uh, at the same time, sacrificing our kids, uh, prosperity at any cost, even at the cost of our kids. Uh, people are on a perilous pursuit for prosperity. It's almost uh, the God of this world, the God of our country, where well, it's all about dollars and cents. It's all about prosperity. It's all about the bigger and the better, the nicer and the newer. Uh, and, and I'm talking about not making ends meet, but taking a second and a third job. Not to make ends meet, but, but even a bigger house, even a nicer car, even a, a job promotion, job promotion at any cost. Uh, and, and even when you do come home, you're not really home because you're so preoccupied uh, with that career, that advancement, not fully focusing on uh, the kids, never truly spending time with uh, the kids. Uh, and that idolatrous worship of money uh, they're at the same time sacrificing. Uh, is anybody with me at all tonight? Well, the two go hand in hand. The two absolutely go together. They're worshiping a false god and they're burning their firstborn. And, and I think you don't have to travel too far uh, to see a generation of kids that have been burned by parents that, that have put their job above them. Uh, parents that have put their cash flow above them. Uh, 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 parents that 
that, that are all about, all about, infatuated with that next bigger better, that next bigger better, that, that forever house, that forever house, but, but, but after they bankrupted their schedule, and I'm not saying it's either one or the other, I know a lot of people that have been blessed incredibly that have their priorities right, and praise the Lord for that. Money's not the root of all evil, it's the love of. The love of. That insatiable desire, uh, uh, that money at any cost, including killing uh, the kids. A lot of times when they finally do, uh, after they've bankrupted their home, uh, move into that home, uh, they move into that home without their kids, or at least the heart of their kids, because they haven't connected, they haven't spent that time. Uh, And oh yeah, by the way, uh, if you look at uh, Deuteronomy and thou shalt teach them the Bible diligently unto thy children, shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Uh, that verse has so much inside of the home, inside of the home, uh, inside of the home. Boy, while we're home, while we're home, be home. Uh, and make sure you're loving on and blessing, uh, encouraging and training, spiritually edifying the kids Your number one ministry is your family, your home. Uh, Your biggest disciples are the ones that call you uh, mom and dad. Uh, And I don't know how a parent can teach their child to walk with God if they're so busy at work that they're not walking with God themselves. Uh, I don't know how I can lead my son, my daughter, uh, into sacrificing and serving and loving and, uh, and, uh, and, and functionally a part of uh, the house of God, if I'm so busy that I'm not in the house of God myself, uh, uh, um, uh, people that, have, that are uh, that idolatry, that idolatry and burning their kids at the same time. Uh, and you want me to uh, kind of uh, tighten that a little bit more? Um, I, I, I think it's probably a, a, a pretty good uh, indicator. Uh, you remember how much the Apostle Paul made per year? You remember how much he made per year? You remember the salary and the benefit package the Apostle Paul uh, had on a yearly basis? Anybody remember that? No, because the Bible never mentions that. But it does mention a time when he was so busy ministering and and, and so all in, uh, 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 willing to to spend and be spent for you, he said, uh, that he had to take a side job making tents for a time just to survive. Uh, Remember the kind of cars that the disciples drove around and the size houses they have. Anybody remember that? Uh, no, it wasn't mentioned. Because it's not the main thing, but, but the one thing that's mentioned occupationally and vocationally is be content with your wages. Be content uh, with your wages. Uh, and uh, I can show you verse after verse after verse after verse after verse that says, uh, bless your kids, raise your kids, love on your kids. Mentor your kids. Disciple your kids. Train your kids. Uh, I do like Malachi chapter number 4, verse number 5. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It sets it with that. Verse 6, And he shall turn the heart of the the fathers to the children, uh, and the heart of the children to their fathers, uh, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. But note the order. Uh, And he will turn the heart of the fathers to the children and then the heart of the children to the fathers. Uh, I've found that if my kids' hearts drift, it's usually because my heart has grown cold that I'm not investing time 
It's all, it starts parents, it starts there. It starts there. Holiness starts in the heart. And then holiness is all about the home, spending time there. And so which is worse, that idolatry or burning the kids or putting them on the back burner or actually physically lying them into that, that burning incandescent idol uh, 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 which is worse, which is first, they go hand in hand. That's the problem. Put down number two, the, prob- uh, the punishment. The punishment. Look at verse number two again. We're going to focus mainly the first part. We'll hit a couple. Uh, a, a lot of it is repetitive from chapter uh, 18 and 19, but don't miss verse two. Uh, again thou shalt say to the children of Israel, whosoever he be of the children of Israel or the strangers that sojourn in Israel that giveth any of his seed unto Moloch, he shall surely be put to death. He shall surely be put to death. Um, the most important things aren't things. The most important things aren't things. Uh, and that one that's neglecting the most important things, the kids, the home, the marriage, the family, those committing idolatry, uh, burning the kids, putting them on the back burner, uh, he shall be surely put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. God takes this very, very seriously uh, on making sure our priorities are right. Our priorities are right. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh, And if I'm right this way with the Lord, that's what makes me be the kind of husband that God wants me to be. Uh, That's what causes me to to be the kind of dad that God wants. That, that God wants me to be. If I'm right this way, I will be right this way. And so, the punishment, uh, he's to be stoned publicly. Publicly killed uh, by stoning. And, and, and the question has to come, uh, boy, that's serious. I mean, I mean why, why uh, so serious? Uh, and put down number three, the purpose. The purpose of that, that painful public punishment Number one is to show the passion that God has for worship. To show the passion that God has uh, for worship. Don't worship that false god. Uh, There's two parts again. Remember, bowing down, worshiping idols, uh, making a graven image and worshiping an idol and killing her kids. Uh, To show the passion God has for worship. Hey, God wants to be worshiped. Uh, And someone who doesn't know God well may say, Well, isn't that self-serving and selfish? Uh, No, he's the only one that deserves to be worshipped. He's the only one who's worthy of any of our worship. Hey, he's perfect. Uh, The problem when we're doing it this way or doing it this way uh, is none of us have that perfection that he has. And so he wants, he wants, uh, John 4, the hour cometh and now is uh, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. He wants our worship. Uh, Don't put any gods before Him. Uh, Don't make any graven images. Don't bow down to them and worship them. God wants to be worshipped. By the way, He created us uh, in order to worship Him. Uh, Isaiah 43, 21. This people have I formed for myself, they shall show forth my praise. Uh, It doesn't matter how much I'm serving God, serving God, if I'm not worshiping God, 
Uh, one, I'll burn out, I'll dry up. Serving God, I'm not worshiping God. I'm not fulfilling the reason God created me. God didn't create me uh, primarily to share the gospel because no one was lost when Adam and Eve, okay? So, uh, not primarily. Uh, primarily, Adam and Eve were created to walk with Him and to love on Him and to worship Him. Uh, and if we're missing that, uh, we won't be doing the others for very long. And so He wants to be worshipped. He created us to worship Him. We're saved and called to worship Him. First Peter chapter 2. But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. And God's so passionate about it, that's why He's proactive in guarding it. Uh, this cautionary warning about thou shalt have no other gods, and uh, if you do, you'll be stoned. And so number one, uh, it's because the passion that He has for worship. Write down number two. To show the priority God wants on our family. The passion he has for worship, but then also the priority. Um, uh, now remember, uh, when Moses was uh, wandering around in the, <laughs> that, that desert for about 40 years, and God called him back to, to Egypt to release his firstborn. Release his firstborn. Uh, Exodus chapter 4, verse 22 and thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, uh, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. And so our Heavenly Father is taking care of his kids, taking care of his kids. Moses, uh, go uh, uh, tell him to release them. Uh, and if he doesn't release them, uh, then I'm going to come for them. And so, Israel is my firstborn, and let my son go, and if he doesn't, I'll slay his firstborn. And it came to pass, by the way, in the end, the Lord met him and sought to kill him, sought to kill him, was pressing him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son, cast it at his feet, and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. It's kind of a confusing passage, and we've walked through it together a couple of times. Um... Uh, it had been years since Moses and Zipporah's son had been born, uh, and they had yet to do what God asked them to do, uh, circumcising the sons on the eighth day. Uh, neglecting, 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 uh, not fulfilling, not doing, not teaching, not training, uh, neglecting up till then. Uh, and God's saying, hey, take care of my son, warn Pharaoh about his son, but first, make sure you're taking care of your own son. Hey, warn them about their son, their son. Hey, hey, go help my son, uh, but first make sure you're taking care uh, of your son. Uh, God puts a priority on the home, on the family, and on our kids. God wants us to father our kids the same way God fathers uh, us. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, I'll be the first to say that I've misrepresented my heavenly Father, and fathering my kids. Uh, God is love. Uh, he's love. 1 John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Uh, and, and, and if I'm doing anything other than that love, loving, and that loving, that, that loving on them, loving them, 
uh, then I'm misrepresenting uh, the Father. Uh, the verse that I really love is when Jesus came up out of the water, and of course the heavens opened, the dove descended, uh, and the voice roared, thundered uh, from heaven and said, and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, that positive affirmation, that positive affirmation. And so, Charlie, I'm not uh, her father, I'm her grandfather, uh, and maybe I'm trying to make up for lost ground. When I was a father, I, did I love, did I love, did I love, did I love, I tried, I tried, and, and of course, uh, none of us are perfect, and there's times where I stumbled. Uh, anytime I am holding Charlie, I always give her the pep, pep talk of, uh, of Charlie, you're strong. Charlie, you're brave. Charlie, you're smart. Charlie, you're beautiful. Charlie, uh, you're, you're a good big sister. And Charlie, uh, God loves you. Charlie, we're so glad that you're our granddaughter. Charlie, we're glad that you're in our family. Well, I want to just breathe that hope and breathe that life, that positive affirmation to her. Uh, I want her to someday get to the point where she says, uh, Charlie, you're brave. I know, Pop. Uh, Charlie, you're smart. I know, Pop. Uh, you know why? Because there's going to be kids in school that, that will tell her otherwise. Society, media will tell her otherwise. Uh, growing up in Jack, there'll be people that, that are teasing them and do the same thing to our kids. By that positive affirmation, this is my beloved son. God is love. Uh, I want to represent uh, 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 the father as I father uh, my family by showing them that uh, love. Uh, and the Father is life. Uh, John 5.26, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And when we're breathing in, breathing in the Word of God, uh, blessing to them, um, uh, it, 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 the flesh profiteth nothing. It's the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I say unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And so I don't want it to just be hollow words that I'm positive, positive, positive. But I want them to be God's words. God's words. Uh, the words I say unto you, they are spirit, they are life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every word uh, that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. And so uh, representing uh, our Father as we Father, uh, God is love. Uh, God is life. God is light. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift uh, 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 is from above, cometh down from the Father uh, of lights. And so that's the kind of dad I want to be. That's the kind of father uh, that I want to be. And when I'm, con by the way, uh, not just to my kids, not just to my grandkids, not just to my home, well, that's the kind of pastor that I want to be. Uh, that's the kind of Christian uh, that I want to be. I don't want to misrepresent uh, my loving Heavenly Father by the way that I walk through this life. And so... Um, uh, the purpose, the purpose for that. Uh, false worship, kill your kids, stone. Stone publicly, painfully. But now number three, to give us perspective on consequences. To give us perspective uh, on consequences. And we'll go through this quickly, but don't miss this uh, part of it. Uh, the verse, last part of verse number two, the people of the land shall stone him with stone. The people of the land, uh, personally involved, personally, painfully, publicly, uh, it's a cautionary warning. Uh, but then also, when you go into Deuteronomy 17, uh, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, uh, a thing's established, and he that is worthy of death shall be put to death. But uh, it's that the hand first of those two or three witnesses, the first stones are thrown by them. And I think a couple reasons for that. One, uh, to, to understand 
Uh, and obviously we don't do that. In fact, someone would say, I can't believe that uh, Heavenly Father would have this as a part of his economy uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, and I would say, um, please search the Old Testament and see how many times this is practiced. When a dad, if their son was blaspheming, another uh, capital offense type, uh, find out how many times a father did that. Uh, yes, the bar is high. Uh, I'm not sure you'll find one instance of that happening, uh, except when you get to the New Testament, there was one father who loved us so much that he allowed his son to die in our place. And so, before we get mixed up on, well, I can't believe, and how dare, and uh, there, and I don't want to serve a God like that. Well, he has set a standard so high, and the only one that has truly fulfilled that standard uh, is God the Father, God the Son, uh, and God uh, the Holy Spirit. And so that painful public uh, punishment, I do think there's uh, value to Ecclesiastes chapter 8, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons, the sons uh, of men, are fully set to do evil. Uh, and so... Uh, the rest of the chapter is a lot like chapter 19 and chapter 18, uh, verse 22. Ye shall therefore keep all my statutes, all my judgments, uh, do them. Verse 26, and ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy. Don't misrepresent me. Don't misrepresent me. Uh, and have severed you from other people that ye should be uh, mine. Uh, I don't want you living like the world lives. I don't want you committing idolatry and following their, their idolatrous practices. And, uh, and the world, they're on a... Uh, a breakneck pace for, for prosperity. Boy, I don't want you living for money first. Uh, I want you living for me first. Uh, and watch how all these other things shall be added unto you. And so we picked it up a little bit because I don't want you to miss the fourth point. Put it down, unrelated, but I think it's noteworthy and worth, uh, worth uh, consideration. Uh, um, um, the partnership, the partnership. Uh, look at verse 7 and verse number 8, if you would, quickly. Leviticus chapter number 20, uh, verse number 7 and verse number 8. Uh, and I could probably preach a whole sermon on this, but it's at least worth noting. Look at verse number 7. Sanctify yourselves. Say that with me. Sanctify yourselves. Say it one more time. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord uh, your God. So whose responsibility is it uh, to, to sanctify you? It, it's our responsibility. Sanctify yourselves. Uh, who is it that should sanctify you? Yourselves. Yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. Now look at verse number 8. Uh, and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Look at that phrase again. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Now, wait a second. Uh, are we supposed to sanctify ourselves, or is the Lord the one that sanctifies us? Uh, is it on the Lord? Uh, is He the one that sanctifies us, or do we sanctify uh, ourselves? It's both. It's that potter and the clay. The potter molds that clay, but the, that clay bucks and stiffens its neck, uh, suddenly reproved, suddenly reproved. Uh, that clay, the potter has to make it again another vessel, but it's only as that clay yields and allows the potter to mold and to make it. Uh, okay, uh, this phrase. I want you to get this phrase. Uh, without him, I can't. But with, without me, he won't. 
Okay, get, get that phrase. Just get it in your mind. Uh, without him, I can't. I can't reshape this clay. I can't uh, spiritually, eternally, and uh, the heart, desperately wicked, deceitful above all things. Only God, Ezekiel, can give us a new heart. Uh, it's God that sanctifies us, but we sanctify ourselves. It's a partnership. Uh, it's a partnership. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why uh, AA and NA typically fall short as far as being permanent help uh, if you're not care- and I'm not preaching against it. I think any help you can get, uh, I'm for that. But uh, if it comes short of tying you to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, if it comes short of introducing you to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, hey, we don't want to be addicted to recovery. Uh, we need to be pointed to Christ, pointed to Christ, uh, and He's the one. Yes, we sanctify ourselves, but without Him I can't. He sanctifies us, and without me, he won't. You want to see it in another place in the Bible? It's the pot of the clay, pot of the clay. Titus chapter 2, verse number 14. Uh, the Bible says, who, talking about uh, God, who gave himself for us, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and, say it, purify unto himself. You see it on the screen. God's the one, Christ is the one, who gave himself for us, to redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself, purify unto himself. He purifies us. He purifies unto himself a peculiar people. And so question, uh, who is it that purifies me? It's God that does that. Uh, until you get to 1 John chapter number 3 where it says, uh, every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. Uh, and so which is it? Titus, it says God purifies us. Christ purifies us. Is that right? Uh, or is 1 John 3, 3 right where it says, uh, uh, every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. And of course, Christ in you is that hope. That hope. He that hath that hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so the question, does he purify us or do we purify ourselves? It's a partnership. It's a partnership. Uh, it's both. Uh, how many in here have ever gone down to the boardwalk uh, of Ocean City. Anybody in here ever go to the boardwalk? Uh, I don't know when you went, but when we went, they had these bikes that you pedal together. You ever been on one of those bikes uh, that you pedal together, and then you're always wondering if the other person's pedaling, or am I uh, the only one? But anyway, uh, and, and it's a partnership. It's a partnership. It's like a tandem bike. You're going the same direction. You're going the same direction, but without him, I can't. Uh, and trust me, those bikes they have at Ocean City, uh, without them you can't. Uh, without him I can't, but without me he won't. Uh, we're co-laborers together with him, with him, uh, with him. Our part is yielding and abiding. He's the life-giving uh, agent. Uh, sanctification's that way. Uh, purification's that way. Uh, even keeping ourselves in the love of God. Uh, uh, another one, Jude. Uh, verse number 21, keep yourselves uh, in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, unto eternal life. And so verse number 21 says, we keep ourselves uh, in the love of God. Uh, but then if you go down to verse number 24, now unto him that is able to keep you. <laughs> and so do we keep ourselves or does he keep us? Uh, and and the, the reason I put so much time and emphasis in this is... Typically, you'll go one extreme to the other. Uh, one extreme to the other. You'll be on the uh, one extreme, uh, definitely before salvation. If it's to be, it's up to me. 
If it's to be, it's up to me. If it's to be, it's up to me. Uh, even after salvation, and some people will, will say, well, okay, I get that I can't uh, get saved on my works. I get that. It's only Jesus Christ. Uh, but as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Uh, we live the same way we were saved. Uh, and after we're saved, it's not, okay, if it's to be, it's up to me, and uh, I have to make this happen. No, without him, I can't. But then on the other side, we get this fatalistic, this, this uh, side, well, uh, God made me this way, and if God wants to do anything in me, he will. And if God is God, 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 it's not me. And uh, if God, uh, no, there's a partnership uh, being hand in hand. By the way, um, the one that gets the credit and the praise, it, it's almost like WWF wrestling. You ever seen WWF wrestling? You can tell it dates me because it's not WWE, it's WWF. But uh, when it was tag team wrestling or two people working together, uh, uh, we would be that helpless, that, that uh, almost worthless, that, that one that gives no help at all. He's the one that does it all. But without me, he won't. Without him, I can't. Where there's a tension, a balance, a balance right in the middle uh, where we abide in Christ. We abide in Christ. Uh, and if we don't abide in Christ, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Uh, we can't bear fruit except we're abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, uh, before we dismiss early, I think now is a good time to ask, uh, how's your Bible reading coming? Um, January 1st, what's the date today? Let's see. Uh, uh, Sunday was the 9th. Uh, and I, I live Sunday to Sunday. And so I know it was the 9th on Sunday, and today's Wednesday. That would be the 10th, the 11th, the 12th. Uh, how's your Bible reading coming? And you say, well, I really, uh, didn't really have a plan to read through the, the Bible in a year. Maybe now's a good time for you to make that plan. Uh, now's a good time for you to just say, all right, this is the year I'm going to get in the Word of God. This is the year I'm going to spend time at the throne of grace to obtain mercy that we might find grace to help in the time of need. Why? Because without Him, we can't. Without Him, we can't. Uh, and if, if we're going to just sit like a bump on a log, I don't even know what that means, but uh, uh, like a bump on a log and waiting for God to, 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 to force us and make us and, and change us, but we're not at least turning our heart, turning our face, uh, we're not at least meditating on the Word of God, drinking it in, taking it in. Boy, without Him, I can't. Without me, He won't. Uh, and so, I, I may revisit that thought. Uh, I do think it's probably, uh, the first part, uh, probably a little strong, but, but I do think when we're putting money ahead of God, we are putting our kids on the back burner. Uh, so many kids have been burned. Uh, and when we put God first, uh, you'll, you'll um, be so incredibly blessed. In fact, the blessings of the Lord, uh, um, uh, he blesses us. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the verse. Trust me, there's a verse in there. So anyway, uh, the blessings, uh, he'll give us life and that more abundantly. That's my fallback verse for tonight. Anyway, um, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. But when we're chasing the almighty dollar as our God, boy, whether you make it, don't make it, 
there's always sorrow. There's always sorrow. There's always sorrow. Uh, and so don't put your kids on the back burner. Boy, put God first. Boy, make sure that you involve, you're with, you're partnering, you're representing. Uh, but then the last part, that partnership with the Lord, that partnership, that partnership with the Lord, uh, it's never tab A and slot B, and then our kids will turn out. Uh, it's never a form of godliness and self-help books. And uh, yeah, they may help self, but uh, I need to transform self. And only God, only God can do that. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.